You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Breath. We are a drive time devotion. Sure to jumpstart your day. What does that mean? That means we read uh, a chapter of the Bible, we do our devotion, spend some time with Jesus, and then we come down like this beautiful Wednesday, March 17th, come down to the Merritt Island campus. Uh, of East Coast Christian Center, come up to the little studio we have upstairs, and we read the chapter live on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Mark Cook. How are you doing, Pastor Mark? I'm great, Pastor Dan. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. It's great to be on the program with you. Good to be on with you, too. I know I'm I'm a poor substitute for Angela, but I am here. <laughs> Your voice is a little deeper. Uh, yes. <laughs> hey, we're glad. I'm glad to be on the air with all of you guys. So glad you're joining us on Morning Breath today. want to make yep. sure that you get connected to the program. Uh, do download the East Coast app. If you haven't already, you need that, and also our website, eccc.us, is easy to get to. And if you get on there and get on our podcast page, you can get the Morning Breath Guide so you know what chapter we're going to be in. Uh, those are the best resources to know what's going on at East Coast. Uh, there's We have our events page, which always tells you what's the latest thing happening or the latest things happening, especially that you can be a part of. Uh, it's just a it's a vibrant faith community. We're building a life-giving church that lasts, and so you can find out all about it on there. And if you have other questions or if you need us to mail you a Morning Breath Guide, you can always call the office. Our number is 321 1-452-1060, and we've got a great group of people that love to talk to you. Yeah, they'll mail you out one if you need it mailed to you, or even email it to you, and we'll get it to you. If you want it, we'll get it to you, and that's what we encourage. I encourage people to try to read the chapter before the program, because what's cool about it is, let's say I read it, and then Mark reads it, and then we meet here at, at the studio, and we read the chapter, and then Mark or I say, you know, what stood out to you in the chapter and we say a verse, let's say verse 17 today, as iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And that's what stood out to me when I read it. And it's funny, it stood out to Mark too. Those things are encouraging. When you see and hear um, things like that, that's an encouraging thing. Or maybe it's a verse that I just didn't really understand as well as I wanted to. But Mark had insight on it. And so all those kinds of things are valuable. Usually the other way around on that, Pastor Dan, Whatever. but I appreciate it. Whatever. <laughs> and uh, But what it does boil down to is uh, you always get something out of the chapter because of things like that. Uh, and it does. it is true. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. And that's why I chose to do in the very beginning morning breath with someone, not just do radio alone because of that life-giving, where two or more gather together in my name, there I am in the midst of them. It's just a just a powerful principle that I think we need in the world today. We need friends. We need co-laborers. We need people to work together with us. Speaking of people working together with us, Lane's running the board today. How you doing, Lane? Great. How are you? Yeah, man, good. He didn't have a mic, so he said, great. How are you? Does anyone ever tell Lane to stay in his lane? Uh, probably like Whitney does. Is he ever out of his lane? That's Wh- the question. Wh- I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sure Lane doesn't get out of his lane much, but if he does, Whitney would be the one to tell him to get Absolutely. back in. Absolutely. Yeah. Whitney's his wife. For those of you that don't know. <laughs> anyway, let's read the chapter. Uh, we've got uh, 27 verses. I'm going to read. Uh, let me see. Actually, size wise, I'm going to read through verse 13. And I'm going to give it to you from 14 on to 27. Sounds like a plan. We're reading from the New King James. Absolutely. I say unto you, Pastor Dan, read, sir. Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what a day may bring forth. 
Let another man praise you and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. A stone is heavy and sand is weighty, but a fool's wrath is heavier than them both. Wrath is cruel and anger a torrent, but who is able to stand before jealousy? Open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. Faithful are the wounds of a friend, but the kisses of an enemy are deceitful. A satisfied soul loathes the honeycomb, but to a hungry soul every bitter thing is sweet. Like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. Ointment and perfume delight the heart, and the sweetness of a man's friend gives delight by hearty counsel. Do not forsake your own friend or your father's friend, nor go to your brother's house in the day of calamity. Better is a neighbor nearby than a brother far away. My son, be wise and make my heart glad, that I may answer him who reproaches me. A prudent man foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. Take the garment of him who is surety for a stranger and hold it in a pledge when he is surety for a seductress. Verse 14, he who blesses his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it will be counted a curse to him. What? (laughs) What? No, sir. A continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. Whoever restrains restrains her restrains the wind and grasps oil with his right hand. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend. Whoever keeps the fig tree will eat its fruit, so he who waits on his master will be honored. As in water, face reflects face, so a man's heart reveals the man. Hell and destruction are never full, so the eyes of a man are never satisfied. The refining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, and a man is valued by what others say of him. Though you grind a fool on a, in a mortar with a pestle along with crushed grain, yet his foolishness will not depart from him. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds. For riches are not forever, nor does a crown endure to all generations. When the hay is removed and the tender grass shows itself and the herbs of the mountains are gathered in, the lambs will provide your clothing and the goats the price of a field. You shall have enough goat's milk for your food, for the food of your household, and the nourishment of your maid servants. Amen. Man, this chapter, I said it to Mark before, before the program started, but this chapter is full of so many incredible proverbs that I have used and thought about and used as kind of life lessons of my entire life. I mean, I think possibly there are more proverbs that I have learned and walked in and experienced in this chapter than any other single chapter of of the book of Proverbs. It's incredible how much stuff is in here that is uh, just so, you know, so like, yep, 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 <laughs> uh, okay, yep. I've seen that. I felt that, you know, it's, uh, it's pretty, pretty powerful that way. So I was just overwhelmed with how many really cool Proverbs that I could look back and say, man, this worked in my life that way, and that worked in my life this way, and it's just uh, just a powerful thing. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what, what jumped out at me, Pastor Dan, and, it, and uh, it was actually the longest part of the chapter right at the end, yeah. and the reason it jumped out at me is because it made me think of you. Um, verses uh, 23 through the end, to me, when I read that, be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds and all of that, 
it made me think of um, uh, your book, Preparing for Breakthrough. Mm. Um, and I don't know that, I don't think you use this passage of scripture in that book, but to me, this passage of scripture really speaks to the heart of what you were communicating uh, in that. And so I'm kind of th- putting you on the spot a little, but I wanted to just throw that up there because there's so much wealth and value in in what you relate there. And I just feel like this, the, the heartbeat of what you were saying in that book really is um, that you were defining really what stewardship actually is yes. and how it produces uh, in your life and in the kingdom of God. Yes. And I feel like that's what these verses say. Yeah. And, and these, these verses, verse 23 is a verse that every pastor should uh, read, know, and actually think about on a daily basis. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds. You know, the, if, you, if you reduce this to, to the original circumstance, a shepherd and a flock of sheep, how would that, those sheep do? Well, I'll give you an example. There's a, there's a, there's a ranch uh, not too far from here that has uh, cattle on it. And the cowboy who takes care of these cattle does not do a very good job. He does not treat the animals medically when they need to be treated. He brings almost no food in, extra food, uh, hay or grain or, or even minerals. Uh, there, you know, when you have a, especially in the state of Florida, if you, I mean, we grow grass like crazy. So there's always going to be something for cows to graze on here. Uh, very rarely do we experience drought and fire and, and you know, lose our pastures. We, we almost always have pasture grass for cows to eat. But, and because of that, you might leave a herd of cattle out and they might do all right on their own for three months, four months. But as time goes on, the person that does not look and see what they need, carefully care for them, make sure that when they're giving birth to the calves that, you know, they're, they're, they're walking them through that process, making sure that, you know, one's not breach and all of that. They end up with a lot of cattle that die. And this one that I know of, they're, uh, it's not unusual to go out there and ha- there'd be a dead cow. You know, in fact, more often than not, when you go out to this place, there's a, a cow's died, something's happened. And uh, it's, it's, that's a natural picture. Well, that picture can be applied to any area of your life. Let's say you're a pastor of a church. Well, you got to look, look carefully into the state of your flocks. What's going on? You know, what do they need to be taught? What do they need to, you know, where is extra ministry or time need to be spent? What do you need to invest in to to help them and, and minister to them? Be just like, uh, I know you've done sales before in your, in your uncle's business back in, uh, was that Tennessee? Mm-hmm. And uh, what if you never got in touch with those accounts? Oh, man. You had, uh, you had 100 accounts, and you never called anybody. And so they need a new piece of equipment, and they haven't heard from you in a year. So they think, well, we need—they just don't go, oh, of course, we'll go to Mark and find out because Mark's been in touch with us, and Mark knows how things are going here, and Mark will know where to get that equipment and the best price, and I'll just call Mark. Well— Mark becomes an afterthought because you haven't cared for them. This is uh, this could be used for a family. 
you know, a dad that doesn't, you know, uh, and, and, you know, I, I can look at this, you know, position yourself. Now I'm a, I'm a grandfather. Uh, my, my children like me, you know, it's one thing that, well, I have to love you, but my children like me as a rule, not all the time. I get it. You know, kids are, as a dad, you, your kids aren't supposed to always like you, but you know, they like me, they care about me. They want to be over at our home. Now we get to have a flock of grandkids around and it's exciting and fun uh, and all those things. But if we wouldn't have looked well under the state of our family during those years when, when we were developing, when they were developing, when, you know, it, it, this would really apply almost to any area of your life. And what this is saying is when you do it right, then even though things change, because it says, nor does a crown endure to all generations, riches are not forever. There's, there's some like, hey, be careful. It might not always be super good. Yet still, you are taken care of and nourished and you've got enough, not just to nourish yourself, you shall have enough goat's milk for your food but for the food of your household and the nourishment of your maidservants. So God never intended me to just be blessed enough for me. He wanted me to be blessed enough to bless others around me. And so I don't know if that helped a little bit, but that, that verse is so powerful that way. And it's, it's uh, you know, you've got a charge, let's say, or a commission upon your life as a, as a, as a, as a man as a woman, as a mom, as a dad, as an employee, as an employer, wherever you find yourself, there is a a charge upon your life. Are you going to look well under that, do a good job at that? A valued employee is just that valuable, Yeah. especially in the world we live in today. I mean, right now, I, I, was, I was picking up a plumbing part. I was fixing something in my travel trailer. And I, I actually, the only place I could find it was at a real plumbing supply house. Uh, I'm there and real plumbers are coming in and getting their stuff. And I'm like talking to the guy as a, as a geek going, well, what would work for this? And he figured it out and was getting it for me. And the guy came in and said, uh, you don't know anybody looking for work, do you? I mean, you know, needing a job. We need to hire about three, three plumbers right now. And I don't know if you guys out there listening know this how much money plumbers make. Like right now, I would encourage a young man to either go to college or go get a trade. Yes. Uh, trade is a very, very good job right now. And in fact, your chance of being a millionaire is better if you learn a trade than if you go to college. And you say, what are you talking? Oh, Absolutely. Because if you learn a trade and turn that into a business, that's where most yep. millionaires and being a millionaire today is not really that big a deal. You got to be a billionaire or something. I don't know <laughs> what's that like hidden. What's the show used to be? Uh, you know, millionaire boss. Now it's oh, billion, yeah. billionaire yeah. boss, and you know it's it's everything's changing. I get it, but I'd still take a million. Absolutely, I'm not opposed to a million dollars. Let's just put it that way, even though it's chump change now. But uh, that 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 learning of or doing well at something, uh, even being a plumber, could turn you into a 
you know, a guy who's able to employ 50 people and help 50 families do well and do very well yourself. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm thinking about what you were saying there, uh, going back to the, the, the picture you were painting about, for example, when I was in sales. And not, not only, I think, I think this kind of popped into me, not only if I'm not paying attention to that account, um, not only am I going to be an afterthought when they have a need, but I, <laughs> there's somebody else who's been knocking on their door. That's right. Going, hey, we're in business too. Hey, we'll sell yeah. you an air conditioner. We'll take, and they're not going to have to look far. Somebody <laughs> else is interested in that business. Uh-huh. Somebody, you know what? And let's go. Somebody else might be interested in your spouse. Brother, I was thinking the exact same thought. Somebody else, you know, you're how many how many kids have gone off and gotten into stupid relationships because they didn't have their parents paying attention? Yep. Um, it's so just it's somebody's not, knocking on their door. There's if you're not. there's an enemy who's seeking yes. who prowls around like right. a roaring lion seeking yep. whom he may devour. And part of the job of the shepherd is to beat that lion to death. That's right. But if you're not paying attention, that Good. lion's going to come in after your flock. And that's your flock, uh, as you were saying, Pastor, it can look like any number of things. It could be your church for your pastor. It's your family. Uh, it's it's your business, maybe. And being attentive to it is not just about not being forgotten. It's about not letting something be stole from you. Yeah, that's so, good, man. Just jumped uh, into my head. Uh, a, a verse that kind of goes with that is verse 8. It says, like a bird that wanders from its nest is a man who wanders from his place. Mm. Now, what do you mean by place? Well, first of all, bird that wanders from its nest, that means a a bird that's out of the nest on its own, too young, too young to fly well, too young to understand how to get food and all those things. And what happens to them is the neighborhood cat eats them, and that's the end of them. What, What does it mean, a man that wanders from his place? Well, in this case, it would be wandering from the place of, if we're looking at a pastor, from his place of caring for his flock. I got news for him. If you don't care for them, somebody wants to care for them. Mm. Uh, or that mean, mean your wife. If you wander from that place of caring for your spouse, you know what? Somebody else will care for them. That's why so many affairs are happen at work, because at work, there's somebody there who pays attention, who is complimentary, who is, you know, interested in all of those things. And if you're none of those things, which is your place as a husband, it is your place as a wife, you wander from that place. And guess what? You're going to end up, you know, some somebody's going to eat your lunch. Uh, that could be wandering from your place, your job. You've got a, a job, a good job, but yet you wander in that responsibility. You don't do what you need to do. You don't continue to learn and grow in your position. You don't continue to expand your abilities and, you know, make yourself uh, more valuable in that position. Somebody else will. And we could go on and on. That, that could even be with friends. Yeah. If you don't, man, if you if you're not a friend that's friendly, if you're not a friend that is willing to reach out to, spend time with, care about, give somebody a call every once in a while, guess what? You'll lose that friendship that was once in your life that was powerful. And I'll even say this. um, There was a guy named Branham. Uh, He was a minister, very powerful. He thought he was supposed to be called to be a prophet. 
Now, as an evangelist, he was super powerful, but when he began to step into this prophetic ministry that I don't think he was ever called to, it wasn't his place. He got off into error and doing all sorts of crazy things that if you look him up, you know, you'll see that, you know, he was really kind of a nut towards the end of his life. What happened? How did he get there from being powerfully used of God? He wandered from his place. He took on something that wasn't his to take on. And we've all been there. You know, there's things I couldn't do. You know, okay, Pastor Dan, you're, you've been a good pastor. Now we're going to make you the head of a national ministry. Well, you know, that might be beyond my place. I might not be able to do that type of ministry. And so place can even mean calling and, you know, what you're called to do. I have a dear friend that was an associate pastor and did well, started pastoring a church, hated it, went back to being an associate pastor. He said, you know, that's just not my place. I'm not called to be a pastor. I'm called to help somebody else pastor. And he did a great job of it. And so that can be part of it as well. Absolutely. And, and as you're saying that, and I think about the guy that kind of went, you know, went down the wrong road, uh, you know, started walking outside of his gifting. Um, and I look at verses like four, open rebuke is better than love Come carefully on. concealed. Faithful are the wounds of, I'm sorry, verse five and verse six. I was going to say, the, I read four and it's yeah. like wrath is cruel. I'm <laughs> like, oh one. boy. That's the wrong one. I meant five and six. <laughs> yeah. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Mm. And, I, and I, I think over times in my life, you know, where someone, and sometimes that's been you, Pastor Dan, and I'm grateful for it. I've known you a long time. And there's been times when you've been able to say, hey, is this, you know, maybe you need to make an adjustment. Um, maybe, maybe it would be better if you did it this way instead of that way. And I can, I can be all insecure and be like, oh man, you know, I got criticized or I can be like, okay, here's, here's a friend who's trying to help me be better. Yeah. Uh, I even remember somebody saying one time, um, that, uh, that it made them nervous, um, to do, uh, to do their job when their boss was around. Yeah. yeah. And, and I thought, gosh, my boss is for me. Yeah. So even if he corrects Come me, on. it's not because he's mad at me or because I'm, because he he's like he's seeing me and he he's wanting me to do better. That's that's faithful. That's a faithful wound that is yes. going to propel me into success. Yes. And I want those relationships. And and I wonder if he had those relationships in his life. Yeah. And if he didn't, I wonder if that would have helped him. Yeah. And you know, sometimes you're so insecure you can't see your bosses for you, or you're so insecure you can't see your parents are for you, or whatever the case may be. And that's something you you should probably go get some help on. But in in most cases, and you know, don't get a, get me wrong. There are a lot of bosses out there that aren't for your good. Sure, there are bosses that they see you as talented, and that you're so talented you might take their job. They might not be encouraging for your good, and we get that. It's a real world. We understand that. But if you're actually working with people that uh, value you and want to see the best from you, that open rebuke is better than love carefully concealed. And I want to talk about that love carefully concealed. You know, I love Mark, and I want Mark to love me. And so the temptation is not to share the hard thing with Mark for two reasons. One is, yeah, it's hard to say something that, you know, isn't going to, it's going to be hard for him to hear. And so you kind of hesitate to do that quickly. But the other thing people don't share the truth with people is because they feel like they might not love them afterwards. Mm. And so there's that, and it's really the fear of man. Mm. And instead, trust the love that you have between you. 
to overcome that so that you can actually share good things with one another so you can grow. Hey, we're going to have to take a break. We'll be back in just... You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Download the Mezzanine Church app or visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden, assisted living facility located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved ones are safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. There's two really uh, kind of almost untouchable ones here in a row. Landmines. He who blesses his friend with a loud voice rising early in the morning, it'll be counted a curse to him. You know, this is just about protocol and manners and sensitivity. And, you know, some people just need to grow in that area. And so that's one of them. But the next one is a continual dripping on a very rainy day and a contentious woman are alike. And uh, I just wrote next to mine, I wouldn't know. And, of course, this doesn't apply to anybody in this room, (laughs) Lane or Mark or myself at all. But for those of you that might be experiencing this, the only thing I don't that's hard about this verse is it doesn't really give you a solution. Sure. 
But one of the things I, I think there is a solution here is I would just say, if you are a complainer, and I don't think this is just for females. Correct. I believe that if all you do is complain, if all you come up with is the contentious side of it, you know, in any good situation, you can see the bright side, you can look for the good, you can celebrate and glorify God. Don't always be the person who complains about stuff, who sees the bad in something. I think that's part of what the verse is Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. It'll, it'll, frankly, it'll tire people out, and, and they don't want to hear point. it. Good you know? point. But, but you know what? You can always see the glory of God um, because he, he gave us this day uh, for his goodness. So celebrate it. We love you. We love you too. God bless, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.